this is Woodside Church Youth. everyone i hope you're doing well i hope you enjoyed part one of this episode you're about to listen to part two of episode eight of the woodside youth podcast and you will enter the conversation halfway through where we're going to start to talk about temptation pornography anger and comparison it's a really practical section so make sure you carry on listening all the way through and at the end obviously like always we're going to have our golden nuggets of practicality but unfortunately kev's audio dropped out so you're just hearing one from me and luke but I hope that was all good. Hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you soon. Uh, so one of the other things that David talked about, because this is from the uh, Sermon on the Mount, one of the things that Jesus mentioned was about um, temptation. And one of the things Jesus says is, if, you, if your eye looks another woman, gouge it. I've paraphrased that. Yeah, yeah I'm not very much so. Sorry. Wait, are you, are you telling me that Jesus wasn't that na- natural English, Kev? Wait, as, as good as you, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, Jesus blood. wasn't. <laughs> Jesus wasn't born in Bedford. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, um, yeah, and from that, um, David talks about taking action, and that's quite a drastic thing to do: gouging your eye out for the sake of um, looking at someone else. But yeah, I mean. It's, yeah, it's a big statement, but what do we think of it? I mean, I think we have to look at the message behind the statement. It's like, take drastic action or do whatever you need to do to prevent yourself from do, yeah. having the, looking at that woman again and again and again. Yeah. David again talked about how um, this talks about talks in the continued the continue present tense. So it's a, he take, this example is how we can take drastic actions to not have these that look time and time over yeah. again. I think no one's going to gouge their eyes out, but I think from the get-go, I'd encourage you, what drastic action do I need to take in order to... So that one, it was, I can't... I, I'm looking at this woman a lot. I need to stop myself from looking. So he's gouges his eyes out so he pre- physically can't look. So it's kind mm. of like, from the start, it's like drastic action needs to be taken because temptation is, is, is horrible yes. and um, it's not of God or that action, yeah. Well, like, it's funny, like... For when I read the Bible and I read Jesus, when when he does something that is like he's exaggerated, which is ultimately is although it sounds like he's sinning, he's not sinning, but he's using hyperbole to make a point. He's exaggerating to make yeah. a point. And he does it. Not, he does it all over the Bible. So he says to he says um, Peter says, "How many times should I forgive a person?" He says, 77 times seven. Clearly, he's not meaning literally. Mm. You got to go and do some math somewhere and have a little tally book. He's saying yeah. he he does it to make you flip and stop and think, what on earth? He does it at the time. That's the same. Like he, uh, he says that tree that that tree doesn't bear fruit, and he makes it shrivel. He does these massive, yeah, yeah. does these massive things to make people turn and look and like like almost stay quiet for a second and listen. And he does this here. He says, "Gouge your eye out." It's another one of those hyperbole moments when he's like, "This is very, very important. You need to hear. You need to do something drastic." And I think you're spot on. Yeah. I think it's all about drastic action. Clearly, it's not literal, like a lot of the things. Yeah. 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 I think what I take from that a lot is actually I think we need to recognize the pattern that gets us to the fore or recognize the pattern that gets yeah. us to the moment of temptation mm. if you rec- so he recognized the moment the thing that got him there so he gathers his eye out if you recognize that actually 
being on Twitter late at night leads you to watch pornography. Like, you need to take drastic action against the pattern, against the mm. thing that's actually allowing you to get to that place. Mm. I think it's yeah. about, rec- again, self-reflection, yeah. recognising the core of what's at, the core of it, about what's, tri- almost your triggers, I think that's what you'd call yes. them, like, what are your yeah. trigger points. Yeah. And that's where you have to take drastic action. Because yeah. there's no point in, yeah, I think there's always ways to make you feel better about trying, I'm trying to do stuff yeah. and then you're not actually taking, you know the drastic action mm. that you need to take, but you're kind of doing stuff to make yourself feel better and kind of get, go halfway and that, that never works. It has yeah. to be yeah. drastic. I think it's important to know that what you're feeling and what the thoughts are coming to your head, um, everyone gets them and they are natural. The thoughts, you are mm. a certain character, you have certain thoughts, but also we live in a sinful world. We, we have been given depravity by Adam and Eve and the sin they caused. But that doesn't mean that just because it happens to everyone, just because it's natural, doesn't mean that you can't fight it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that yeah. you can't change. You can't change habits. You can't change patterns. Yes. It's, you are, you guys are spot on. It's, it's so important to start to know what your what triggers you. Like, so we look, if we just use the porn example, because the, the same thing can apply to other things like anger as well. But let's use the yeah. porn example, because obviously that's something I've, I've spoken a lot over the years because obviously I had a porn addiction as a teenager myself. But um, so let's use, so say, say one day you come home from, come home from school and you don't just generally what happens is you don't just, Oh, you know what? I'm really horny. I'm going to watch some porn. That's not what happens. That's not actually what happens. What might've happened is you might've been at school and you might've been hanging out with your friends and they might've been talking about sex. This is, this is possible. They're in a group and they're chatting about sex quite light, lightheartedly. And you walk, you're walking home and you're thinking about that conversation and thinking, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to be having sex till I'm married. And you might start feeling those feelings, almost like a bit of despair, like you're missing out on something. That's one of the thoughts. Yeah. I'm missing out, which is actually, that it's not, it's actually a big lie because when you, if you wait till you're married, it's, it's not missing. It's quite the opposite. It's very special. So, so you might, you might be, you might feel a sense of loneliness. You might be with a couple, a couple that have been talking about their sex life at school and you're thinking, I haven't got a girlfriend and I can't, and then you feel that sense of loneliness. Loneliness is actually yeah. one of the most common reasons that people get into watching porn. I didn't realize that until recently, but loneliness is huge. Oh, wow. um, is so it? there's, there's a, there's a lot of, th- so it's, it's worth after a while starting to think of self-reflect, which we talked earlier and think, what has happened today? Why? Why am I like? Why am I horny? Why am I wanting yeah. to watch this? Because it's it's it might just it can just be bored. I'm bored, but that's usually that never starts like that. That's when it's become a habit, and you that's what you do when you're bored. But right at the beginning, it doesn't start like that. It starts with a, a mo- usually an emotional thing that you felt inside. But yeah, so it's good to start self reflecting. Think what has happened today? What what could have triggered that moment? But yeah, yeah, and I think the key after you've self reflected and kind of like identified the trigger, I think. The next part of the process is then ex- exposing that. Be like, actually, I I understand that. How can I, you know, take a drastic action against it? Even if you kind of know that, you know, I'm feeling really lonely today. Um, or you can see in a couple of days' time, oh, I'm not going to see any of my of my friends. My mum's out of work. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever happens, and you can almost anticipate the point where you might see that trigger. You can then start to put things in place where you prevent from even getting to that place. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, I think expose it like identifying it and exposing it and then stopping from getting to that place in the first place yeah is a really helpful way to do it i think i would we talk about in community group about how we can avoid temptation and stuff like that and you know temptation is it is not of god and it's darkness and i think exposing it and bringing light to the subject is really important as well so not shout i you know 
I wouldn't immediately suggest to anyone to shout from the rooftops if you are struggling with a porn addiction, but letting a few people know mm. that can then help you and check in on you and then encourage you through it and help you through it. I think that's really important yeah. because as soon as it's not a secret anymore, I think it's instantly easier to deal with. Loses, it loses, it's more than easier to deal with, it loses its power. The, uh, the, power of, the power of porn is secrecy. And that's why all of us find it hard to tell somebody, oh, you know what, I watched this. Because the power of porn is in the secrecy. If you can break the secrecy, you are over halfway to beating the beating the addiction straight away. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Uh, over years and years of yeah. uh, mentoring people on this subject, the secrecy is the most powerful thing about porn. Mm, yeah, it's about yeah, break it like having the confidence to break break that secrecy. I think the thing that prevents us from often doing that is the feeling of shame. Yeah. That like oh I no mm. one could be worse than me mm-hmm. like there's only me going through this but actually like you can talk to so many people in a church and actually that's not the case there's no there's you know there shouldn't need to be shame about talking to someone about it because actually you're you're showing the will to kind of change and get over it and not be in that temptation anymore so I think releasing the area of shame in this mm. is massive as well and that's yeah. been a big problem with the church over the years is. Um, Christians have had to put a mask on about what they're really like, and as a result, as that as, as we put our this silly mask on, everyone else thinks that they're really ugly because we've got this pretty mask on. But the truth is, if we were yeah. if we were all all honest about our lives, that feeling yeah. of guilt and and shame would be so much less because the reality is we're all messed up. We're all messed up. Even the people on the on the stage have got massive struggles. We all have struggles. Absolutely, we just yeah. talk to people about it, and and it's. It's about us being totally honest. It's such an important thing. For, we, yeah. It's so important. We need to be honest. And just, you know what? We're all messes. It's, it's not good people, bad people and Jesus. It's bad people and Jesus. No, people think yeah, Christians yeah. these yeah, good yeah. people. There's these evil people. And then there's Jesus. And he goes on the good people's side. No, no, no. The Bible says all man is evil. And Jesus is the only one that was not. And so we, we yeah. join onto his side and he cleans us. But I think it's so important that we hold on to the fact that, you know. Yeah. yeah. We're just Do you all- have... Do you have any practical advice on how to have that first conversation? Uh, yeah, the first conversation is difficult, <laughs> but so yeah. you find you find yeah the the advice is pray first up is you pray and you say God this is going to be it is really difficult that first conversation this is going to be really difficult I'm very embarrassed but would you give me strength to have this conversation that's the first thing you do and that's not just a cop out yeah. Christian answer pray that is power yeah, there's yeah, the powerful a, moment. Yeah. And once you've had that powerful moment, you go to a person you trust, you know, he's not going to go and flipping spread the word, um, but someone yeah. you trust. Um, um, and you just, so my first conversation was I told my mate and a guy called Clarence, um, and I told him and I just said, I'm, I'm really embarrassed. I know you think I'm really godly and all that, but I've, uh, and he said, what? <laughs> mate, what did you say? Yeah, yeah. I watch porn. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, oh, well done for telling me. And and then I kept he kept accountable for quite a long time. So you just got to say literally those words. But you you have to say right. What people do. This is what people do. This is what I know that people are listening to this are gonna be tempted to do. This is how the conversation will go. Well, this is how the conversation will go unless I stop that now. The conversation will go. Hey, mate, can we meet up? Yeah, sure, sure. You meet up. And you go. Oh, I've been meaning to chat to you. Oh yeah. What's what do you want to what, what do you want to talk about? Um. I've uh, yeah. I've been really struggling. Oh yeah. With what? Yeah. It's temptation and that isn't it temptation that what, what do you, yeah i've been struggling with like you know like lust and stuff like that okay what do you mean lust yeah lust in it and that's i've seen it when yeah. that's how the conversation finishes that is not the conversation because you're not spelling out the sin 
So you have you're not calling it out. You need to say, and it's this is why it's hard. And you have to say the full word. This is where it gets really difficult. You have to say, um, um, I've I've been watching pornography. Not porn. Porn is a softer word. You've got to say pornography. I've been watching. I've been watching pornography, and I want to stop. Can can you help me? That's what you have to say. That's the sentence. And I've been watching pornography. Mm. I need to stop. Can you help me? Don't say lust because that's, that's a cop out. Don't say porn. That's yeah. a softer word. Say the ugly full word. I've been watching pornography. Can you help mm. me? And that will. And, that, and once you broke the ice, and and it is thick ice, but once you broke the ice, the following conversations are fifty times easier than that first one. I think I'm when I've thought about it before. I think as much as comparison can be a really horrible bad thing and can get in your head i think often we can compare ourselves to others to make ourselves feel better as well mm-hmm. and be like oh yeah i've, I've was porn a couple times but you know i might not be as bad as you know someone who's told their story before or I've, i might not be as bad as my friend at school that watches it every day and actually has sex and all that kind of stuff and it's kind of like that alternative comparison that makes yourself feel better about yourself mm-hmm. but you're still you're still in the tent you're still watching pornography mm-hmm. you're still committing the sin i think yeah, that's I'd good. Be very point. aware. Really good. I'd be very aware of that because I think you always have. To, it's almost like you're saying how we might try and attempt those conversations and talk about lust as a bit of a cop out. And I said it earlier, like sometimes we'll be kind of like, kind of make ourselves feel better by going halfway. But actually, we we need to go the full way to get the freedom. Yeah. Dave D talks about all the time about how because of grace and because of the Holy Spirit that comes to help us, there's freedom from Jesus fulfilling the mm-hmm. G- freedom from Jesus fulfilling the law, and he doesn't say that. He just gave us freedom. And that's it. He said there's a continuation of commitment every single day to get that freedom. Mm-hmm. And that involves us going the full way, committing the full way, putting our heart in the right place, not just make ourselves feel better by comparing ourselves to others, by saying kind of about half the words so we can tick off the conversation. But it's about going the full way and having that, receiving that freedom every day and recommitting ourselves to it every day. One, one battle against pride, sorry to interrupt, but one battle against pride is so many people do that comparison thing. I used to do it when I was a kid as well. You compare yourself to the godliest kid at the youth club and you think, you know what, he is godlier than me. Or you're like, what? You either think, I'm doing all right, <laughs> or you think, oh, you yeah. feel really bad, oh, he's so much better than me. Actually, the only person we compare ourselves to is Jesus, every single Christian. And we, then we realise we are nowhere near where we need to be. We're and that's good. Yeah. That's called yeah. hum- that. If it's if the, if it's directed following that the right way, that becomes humility. That can become mm-hmm. uh, depression. But if you think you know what he gives me grace, he forgives me, he loves me, he loves yeah. me as I am. But that's the standard, and I need grace to reach that standard. And if I don't, he'll love me. That's that's how you yeah. stay humble. People, prideful people, are people that compare themselves to other people and then get really yeah, I'm doing all right. You can't ever get proud comparing yeah, no. yourself to Jesus because you'll never reach the mark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and but I think in also in order for us to compare ourselves to Jesus, we need to know who Jesus is. Read about him as well. Yeah. So that's the importance of knowing the character of God in terms of that's a good comparison. Make that's something we should aspire to be. But if we don't read about him, if we don't know about him, if we don't hear stories about what he does, we can't aspire to be something we haven't heard about as well. Yeah. So I think it's come coming back to in terms of how we look to Jesus. That's a really practical piece of advice. Yeah. About how we stay humble as well. I think yeah. Yeah, I just it's it's about grace. Meeting that mark, we're not going to meet that mark. Grace covers us when when we mess up, and that's what the sale of the mount started at. Sorry, I keep interrupting. I'm really, I'm genuinely, I'm sorry. So yeah, you, Ollie, you highlighted. You said that comment about um, um, if they, oh, you know what, I don't watch it that much, or I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an addict, which is actually yeah. a lie that a lot of 
people would believe. I'm not. I don't need to mm-hmm. seek help. I'll just stop it. It's not. I'm not addicted to it. Yeah. But actually, the truth is that that, that specific sin. If we talk in pornography for a second, that specific mm-hmm. sin is. Um, if you're talking on, on a level of addictive, it's up there with crack cocaine, and that's not a joke. And that's not a joke. Literally, there's only yeah. the thing is crack cocaine is the only thing that has the same level of addiction to pornography. It's the most addictive thing. Wow. So you so you say oh, I'm I'm addicted to it. I'm not that addicted to it. That's probably not true. That's probably not true yeah. for one. And if even if you're not addicted to it, why did you go to it in the first place? There's you're trying to meet some need that you haven't. You, there's another issue you need to talk at. We talked about that already. Reflection. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I, th- I think that as soon as you think that thought, that's probably, if I think I'm not, I'm not addicted to it, that's when you need to speak because that's straight away a lie that the sa- Satan's put into your mind to stop you admitting it. It's a very powerful lie, a very powerful lie. Recognising that as the voice of the enemy, the voice of the devil, it's really important being able to identify that. Like, that's so important. Like, I know that if, so is anyone listening to this, if that's what you're telling yourself, that I'm not that addicted, so it's fine. That's a lie from the devil. And being able to identify that is so important. And that's, yeah. it, this, I'm praying that this is the moment that people get freedom from it. Like, yeah. but the anger, but 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 David did say in his preach about anger, but he said it's no coincidence that he said anger first. So we, Chris, we are good at touching on the porn one, and it is important too. But he did talk about anger a lot, and 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 the, and he said that anger's in itself not wrong, which is I found quite interesting because Christians always get told anger's wrong, um, but it's what you do with the anger, and 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 obviously. Un, unspent, un sort of dealt with anger is unforgiveness, and yeah. and as soon as unforgiveness is in the mix, then we're in flipping big trouble, big big trouble. Because yeah. Jesus says, you know, um, uh, give us that's the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in the hell, be the kingdom, the will be done. Our sins, give us today our daily bread. If we, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Oh yeah, forgive us, um, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Straight away, yeah. you're saying to God. God, would you forgive me just like I've forgiven them? And God's God put that line in there for us to go. Oh, I haven't forgiven him. I've got to deal yeah, with that I before I come them. to yeah. you. So yeah, really important. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think in terms of yeah, I think it's important that we we focus on pornography because it can be horrible, but we also widen our our lens a bit on like how the devil can use us and lie to us and all that kind of stuff. Because if we're only focusing on one thing, then he's going to attack us in loads yeah. of different areas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think anger is a massive one. You know, like in a. T- practical sense of you're at home and you're getting really angry at something i love the bit of the bible it says don't go I, f- I can't remember what it says but it basically says don't go to sleep don't let the sun go down thinking. while you're still angry yeah 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 so that's a really practical way like that's something you can all we can all put into our lives like if you've yeah. had an argument with your mum talk about it before you go to sleep mm-hmm. because that's that's what the bible says i think it's so important to look at the small what might feel like small to us but actually they're the important steps that also need to happen as well mm-hmm. I remember someone saying saying once that um, going to bed with it, like, while while you're still angry is like going to bed with a window still open in your house and something can come in like the devil can come in and yeah. occupy and that's what he does. Or that's I've even heard it used as an aeroplane and a landing strip. Like you put the, the landing strips there and as you go to sleep, the aeroplane can come down if you harbor harbor unforgiveness if you keep it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's like going it's presenting the opportunity for the devil to attack and use that anger and you'll wake up in a worse mood absolutely and with unforgiveness yeah. and stuff it's like if we can shut off the opportunity for the devil to get to us we need to do that as soon as possible yeah 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 and it comes with you, you kind of you build a routine of it you kind of get into the habit of it you have to build it don't you it doesn't you can't just do it one day and then think you're going to do it for the rest of your life 
or like do it one night it's easy and then yeah and you, and people always say, oh, I'll brush it under the carpet. Just brush it under the carpet. The thing, the more you brush under a carpet, the more flammable that carpet becomes. Do you know what I mean? And that is, oh, amazing. And that is, that is what it's like. That is what it's like. If you don't forgive something, yeah. it, it doesn't go away. It doesn't just disappear. That's not what happens. It just builds. That's why people get count. Like, well, it's not the reason, but it's one of millions of reasons why people get counseling because they they just, everything was just unspoken, just didn't deal with it. But it's obviously hard yeah. when you've got parents or family that don't believe in God and you're the only Christian and you're told as a Christian, just deal with it. And you've gone from a family that don't say anything. Mm. But yeah, but if you're in that situation where you're different to everybody else, then you're mm. going to look, you're going to look weird. And that, and that is very, I've had Christian friends. I won't say the name, well, a really good friend of mine who was the only Christian in his household. And he took this one where he said, you know what? I'm really angry at my mum. I need to talk it through with her. And she was someone who never said anything. And her family were a family that just, unspoken and for a couple yeah. of years it was really a really um hairy relationship to be honest it was, they did they didn't they were quite aggressive to him and angry to him but now yeah. but now and i'm talking 10 years later he's as far as he can he's got a very good relationship with his family and, and actually he's the only one in that family that talks to all the others and so some it's a long christianity is a long game sometimes and sometimes the rewards are not obvious and sometimes the rewards take years to see. And actually, sometimes, as martyrs could tell you, sometimes you don't see the rewards until your new new life. Um, mm, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I love the fact that the more you brush under carpet, the more flammable it becomes. It's about not like the more the le- less you brush under carpet, the better. Yeah, and it's about those small actions, mm-hmm. like yeah, forgiving people and just mentioning when things are frustrating you. Yeah. Like catch it before it sets fire. Yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. really good. So my one is going to be very simple. We talked about it a lot through the podcast. Self-reflect, whether that's um, the deeper meaning of what you're feeling, whether that's your trigger points of temptation. Just the importance of self-reflection is so important. Learn how to do it and make that a practice. Self-reflect. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, my bit of advice is um, is spend all your energy trying to fall in love with Jesus and ask it and ask him Lord I want to fall more in love with you give me those give me that effectively give me that feeling because even love with God can be a feeling it doesn't just have to be in your head it can be an actual Mm -hmm. a general a genuine feeling and I'd say the way a good way to do that for somebody is obviously obviously when I say read the Bible but actually another thing to do is to read biographies for of amazing Christians that have lived in the past um, pe- yeah. and, and those people inspire like for me I've just recently read a book called The Hiding Place have a read have a read of these people that's been great thank you so much Luke for coming on you're that's, welcome it's been a pleasure I hope you've all enjoyed the podcast next week we're going to be talking about the last preach in the series Look to Jesus which is loving your enemies and Hannah Clements is going to be coming on after for her first one so that's so exciting and hopefully you'll all tune in next week so we'll see you all later see you later see ya. thanks for joining us For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com or follow us on social media.